It's time for Idle Talk from King's Auto Repair in West Reading. Got a question about your vehicle? Give us a call at 610-374-8800 or 888-401-0459. So let's get started with Idle Talk from King's Auto Repair. Here's Tom and Ashley. And good evening. Thank you very much for joining us. This is Idle Talk with Tom and Ashley. Hello. (laughs) We are here in the studio and we are taking your phone calls. We'd love to hear from you. Any kind of weird car automotive related questions, 610-374-8800 or our uh, 800 number, 888-401-0459. Give us a call. Take some calls, talk about weird stuff, noises, old cars, new cars, whatever you'd like. Yeah. And uh, our topic this week is actually going to be on like fuel economy. Yes. And gas. It's near and dear to everybody's heart. Yes. Because, well, you know, you're out there driving around now. Christmas is coming up. Mm-hmm. You know, road trip. Getting road trips, fall well, road trips. And, Thanksgiving road trip, too. Yeah, that's, that's like one of the the biggest travel days of the year is Thanksgiving. Yeah. So, you know, fuel economy comes to the top of, the mo- mm-hmm. top of your mind there. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're like, hey, you know, I want to want to get where I'm going and I don't want to stop. Yeah. You know, everybody's got a time they want to beat. Well, there. <laughs> Well, I always see. I always look at uh, when I do my map quest, and I'm like, or my sorry, map quest way got, got back in the in the wayback machine. Uh, my Google Maps, um, it'll give me a time if I'm going someplace, and I'll say, okay, that's the time to beat. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> that's a, but don't tell anybody that I speed. Anyway, we're good. Well, you know, that's one of the reasons that uh, your car burns a lot of fuel. But you that know, is one of the around. reasons. Speeding is one of the big reasons that your car does burn um, yeah. a little bit more fuel. And, you know, when I drive your truck, mm. you tell me to keep it within a certain RPM because it's right where, like, the sweet spot of... Where it's the most fuel efficient. And I can't do that because it just... it's. <laughs> It just goes so nicely down the highway, so I wind up going a little bit faster, and then you're like, how fast are you going? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I see it. <laughs> <laughs> how many miles till empty? Oh, I get back in it, and the truck's like always on empty, and I'm like, I can tell Ashley was driving this thing last time. Yeah, so, well, mm-hmm. well, we don't have to yeah, talk about empty yeah. for one of the vehicles you drove last time that yeah, I got in. It was yeah. on, the gas light was on. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes. So... So we're going to go into our uh, fuel saver stuff here and talk yes. about, you know, how how the government actually, like, looks at fuel economy of the cars. So okay. when they're looking at your fuel economy, the government actually tests this. This isn't, this isn't the car manufacturer that actually tests this. The, the, the EPA actually will go and test this for the car manufacturer and tell them what the fuel mileage is that they're they're supposed to put on the sticker. So the that's okay. I was not aware of that. Um, so when you look at a car, like a new car, or you go on to like um, Kelly Blue Book, and you look at what the estimated EPA or estimated mileage is, it says estimated EPA mileage. So it's yes. tested from the EPA, not from the vehicle manufacturer. That is correct. Okay, so it's an independent third party doing yes. that to make sure that. But no. 
Now, when they do it, yes, that's the that's the weird part. They have these conditions that uh, most normal person doesn't drive. Mm. So that's why you never get the exact same yeah. mileage. Okay. Well, you know, if we lived out in the Midwest and everything was nice and flat, flat. Mm-hmm. yeah, then you weren't going up any hills and you could get out on the highway and cruise and uh, not have a headwind or anything, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. you'd be able to get what the mileage, you know, their, their the mileage, mileage that they're, they're saying. saying. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and if you're really easy on the gas around here, you can usually get pretty close to it. But you Yeah, know. I've, I've found that, that when I'm not... When I'm not speeding or anything like that, um, and I try to be, you know, good for a whole gas tank, I'll, I'll, I'll get a little bit, little bit better uh, mileage. But um, generally, just because, you know, it's up and down, and there's always a hill to climb for us to yeah. get home, you know, um, and then bad traffic. Yep, sitting in traffic that burns up a lot of gas too. Because you're just idling. Idling. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, oh. I went there. <laughs> <laughs> I totally did that by accident. <laughs> Noel's laughing at us. <laughs> so, so you know, city in traffic and a lot of stop and go traffic that that doesn't help your fuel economy either. That's right. But, That's where a hybrid yeah. comes in handy. Yeah, the hybrids are actually pretty neat. Yeah, and and a lot of the real new cars have a neat feature too, and it freaks a lot of people out. The stop start. Yeah, the mm-hmm. stop start. You'll mm-hmm. be, you pull up to an intersection and the car shuts off. I the first time, couple times I drove that. I one uh, it was a customer car, and I it's I was a little freaked out initially, and then I I realized you know. But if you like, I know for the Toyota, the Highlander, mm-hmm. if you it has to be an eco, and then you have to hit the gas, hit the brake. You know, if you're just sitting it, come to a stop, and you just hit come to a very gentle stop, it won't turn off. But yeah. if you hit the brake, push the brake in harder, it'll it'll shut it'll off. shut off. Yeah. And it's really kind of it's really, really quiet. It's really quiet and really weird. And then and the radio keeps playing and like everything's lit up, like yep. the car is actually running. But everything's still <laughs> running. The heater, the air conditioner's still working. Yep. And next thing you know, the light turns green and you go and and, and the you car just starts to, up and it you drive off. Yeah, you just have to take your foot off the brake. You don't even have to touch the gas. Yeah. You take your foot off the brake and the car starts up. So, and it's even more unnerving if you're crossing the street in front of one of those cars that's yeah. off. And then, it and then you're, you're halfway across the street, and they take take their foot off the the brake, and they and it starts up. You're like, oh, like, are <laughs> they going to run me over? Better get a spring in my step here, so I don't get run over. So, yeah, the fuel mileage is definitely. Um, so anyway, let's go back to the um, you were saying about how the EPA um, so, tests these things. Yeah, so they actually test them inside a building on a piece called a dynamometer, and what that is. A dynamometer yes. is actually just a big set of rollers that they put the tires on. So the and car is still. So the car is still. But and the they, tires are moving. But, yes, they can actually, like, drive the car and make the tires go around to simulate driving. Hmm. So they can they can put a, a load on these rollers and give it some tension because if they didn't have the load on it, it would just kind of spin free. freely. Mm-hmm. So they try to simulate road conditions with it, which is fairly close, but it, it... It's essential, but it's essentially like perfect driving conditions. Exactly. Yeah. So you don't, like, there's no wind, there's no stop-start, mm-hmm. it's just you get in and... Or I guess they would have to do stop-start for, like, the city. City driving, right? Yes, yes, they have the stop-start for the city driving. Mm-hmm. So they have that where it... it 
they actually go up to like 30 miles an hour mm-hmm. and then they slow it down and they come to a stop and they let it idle a little bit and then they start it back up and mm-hmm. speed up again to like 25 and then come to a stop. And they do this over like a 10 minute period, 10, okay. 15 minute period. So that's actually what they, they, uh, they do when they test them. Okay. So, you know, it's not like they took these cars out and actually ran them in real, real world conditions. Right. To with like potholes and with potholes and hills mm-hmm. and everything else. Mm-hmm. So you know you you when you see those numbers, they're n- sometimes they're kind of like a pie in the sky number. Well, it, yeah, you know it's not going to be right right on that. So you know it's never going to be like. <clears throat> excuse me. You never know. It's gonna. It's not going to be that. 36 miles per gallon that like my fiesta gets yeah. you know it'll get close yeah but not necessarily gonna be just like exactly. dead on so exactly. to speak yeah so you know it and you know you go out in the real world conditions and things change quite a bit right you know? mm-hmm. and one day you know you have a storm and next day you, you it's windy nice, it's windy and then it's calm you mm-hmm. know each one of those days could be something a little different yeah so. so we're going to head on into a break here. Uh, give us a call, 610-374-8800 or our 800 number, 888-401-0459. Come back with us and ask your questions, and we will discuss any kind of weirdness with your car, and we look forward to hearing from you. And now let's get back to Tom and Ashley with Idle Talk from King's Auto Repair. And welcome back to Idle Talk on 838. I'm all tongue tied today. One more time. One more time. Welcome back to Idle Talk on 830 AM WEEU and 1160 WBYN. Lee Height and Jim Thorpe. Lee Height and Jim Thorpe. Beautiful. Scenic. Beautiful and scenic. So actually, today we got a phone call right near the end of the day, which actually had to do with this kind of thing that we're talking about with fuel economy. Uh, one of our customers called. His uh, his uh, name is Buzz. He has a Ram 2500 with 160,000 miles on it, and he was on his way out to Ohio. And uh, he called up. He goes, hey, Tom, I'm getting three to four miles per gallon less than what I was getting last the last time I went out here. You know, is there, like, something going on? You know, we have some type of problem with the truck. You know, is there something we can take a look at? And I said, well, Buzz, you know, it, it's been getting colder outside. So there's actually, they do a thing to the fuel in the wintertime where they actually pump oxygen into it. And they call it oxygenated fuel or wintertime fuel. It actually helps cars start better in the wintertime. Is this all fuel or just diesel? It, it's gasoline. It's all gasoline. Oh, I thought he was. I no. Thought, I thought he had a diesel. No. I don't know what I'm thinking of. Never no. mind. So, yeah. So it's a it's a gas powered truck. So in the wintertime, too, you'll actually get less fuel mileage than what stuff is rated for. I have noticed that I get better fuel mileage when um, the when the weather is just nice. Like when it's the perfect, like, oh, it's a 60 and, and mild, and I get really good fuel mileage, and my car just seems to go really well. Yeah. And it's just my imagination. Mm, probably not. Okay. It, it'll adjust depending on what the, what the temperature is outside and, uh, like, what the atmospheric pressure is. Mm. They actually adjust 
the fuel going into the engine mm. at different rates for different stuff in the atmosphere. Years ago with carburetors, they couldn't do this adjustment. Right. But now they're able with the computers to kind of fine-tune everything. Like microscopic adjustments. Yeah, so you don't, make you don't small realize. adjustments. Yeah. yeah. So when the weather's... The weather's at nice 60, 40, 60 degrees. The cars run really well. Okay. Okay. I didn't. So in the winter, they make, is it kind of like oxygenated, oxygenated yes. fuel? Okay. Yeah. So they actually. Just not aware of that. Yeah. So they put extra stuff in there to uh, to help it start easier. So. Okay. Well, do you want to take our call? Sure. We have uh, Paul from Reading has a question about his Renegade. So, Paul, are you with us? Yes. Okay, before I get to the specific question about my Renegade, you were talking about this mechanism that stops the engine on some cars. Yes. Mm -hmm. Has anyone ever considered how annoying that feature would be (laughs) to the cars behind behind them at a stoplight? Well, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's a government-mandated thing now. I think they changed it that, you know, everybody's trying to chase fuel economy because the government said that you need to have a certain fuel economy. Right. Yeah. But, it's And not to get into the minutia of the fuel economy, um, but to answer your question, I never even thought about it. <laughs> and I wonder how many rear end collisions are going to result because of it. Well, I don't know. I mean, all the lights still work. So, yeah. like, the like the brake lights are still yeah. illuminating and all that kind of stuff. It's just the um, the engine shuts down. Yeah. So, I went to a class on this. And actually, what, what they do, like an old-style starter, the, what they would do was uh, they would energize it, and it would get spinning first, and it would throw this gear out. And the gear would slide out this rod, and it would engage a flywheel on the car, and it would start to turn the engine over. With these new cars, they have um, a lot better starter motors in them that are a lot stronger. And to get them to start faster, when they shut off, they actually engage that gear in there now because they knew the amount of time on the older cars and what it took to start them. It wouldn't work, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then it would lead to the accidents like you're talking about, Paul. Mm. Okay. okay, now the second question, specifically for my yes, car, okay. I saw I couldn't find in the owner's manual specifically where I should keep the engine speed for the best fuel economy, mm-hmm. either on level roads or even going up hills. Some of the I've had the car now for about sixty-eight hundred miles. Okay, for okay. about four, for about two months. Okay. Okay. And I didn't see anything specific on where I should keep the engine speed. Um, is it brand new? It's brand new. It's a 2019 nine-speed transmission. Oh, okay. And I, it's the it's the Rene, it's the Renegade Sport. Okay. It has the bigger engine. Okay. Uh, the V6. Uh, yeah, the two. I think oh, no, the 2.3 2.4. liter, if I remember correctly. But I don't know where to. The owner's manual didn't make it clear on where to keep the engine speed, either driving on the level roads mm-hmm. or going up hills. Yeah. And I, if you have any idea of where I should be keeping the speed. Well, I. Are you talking about for like you're talking about for best fuel economy? 
Yes, for best fuel economy and also not to hurt the engine as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So a lot of these cars, you're going to find your best fuel economy around between like 45 to 50. Um, Like when you're driving around town, out on the highway, 65 is usually the top end of everything. Um, When you start going more than that, usually when you start getting above 2,000 RPMs going down the highway, you start to lose your fuel economy. Mm -hmm. So if you were to keep it like below that, going down the highway, you'd probably be getting your best fuel economy. And that's kind of something you're going to have to play around with to see where you get the best. Yeah. Um, you could do some experiments. I mean, if you're going to take a long trip, you can always punch back the, um, the odometer, the odometer and the, the, um, the, the, I'm sure it has a fuel, a trip, what am I trying to say? Tell me, help me. The fuel economy yes, monitor. The fuel economy monitor. You could probably punch that back if you're going to go on like an hour trip, and you knew that it was going to be, you know, it's not not during rush hour or anything like that. Mm. You could kind of mess with it that way to see what kind of um, mileage you're getting um, to to put. You know, if you punch back the the monitor and then drive it for that hour um, and compare that against the EPA uh, listed like a uh, the uh, the the window sticker you may be able to match it up a little bit better that way to see exactly what it does does that make sense uh yes in other words i have to experiment yeah and i I just wish the owner's manual would have made would make it more clear yeah and i don't know necessarily know that that's something that that is high on their priority in terms of of in terms of the manufacturer saying saying X Y and Z because they well they think that, well the EPA yeah. says this is what it's going to get these driving in the optimum relatively optimum um, conditions so this is what it should be so um, it's not necessarily like high on um, high on their their uh, you know yeah I do know on those hills between New Ringgold and Tamaqua <laughs> there's mm-hmm. some good hills. Yes, I sometimes the engine speed would get up to maybe about three thousand RPM, mm-hmm. and I'd be getting oh maybe in around fifty fifty five miles an hour. Sometimes mm-hmm. down to forty five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. on level roads, I usually keep it. I, I, I seem to be keeping it between 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 seven. Seventeen fifty and twenty two fifty. Yeah, probably closer to the seventeen fifty. It'd be better fuel economy. Mm-hmm. And we're, I mean, we're talking about fuel economy, like maybe a couple miles per tank better. You know, maybe fifteen miles per tank better. So maybe one mile per gallon better is what we're talking about here. I mean, yeah. after over well, a long period of time, it adds up. But yeah, were you? I. Usually on any car where you're going to find your best fuel economy is once you can just get it into overdrive, mm-hmm. where the engine's not really going real fast, and you're able to kind of have enough power there that it'll stay yeah, stay and, in overdrive mm-hmm. and not want to shift down. Yeah, but going on those big hills, 
it you're really kind of pardon the pun you're really going uphill battle (laughs) sorry and and with the nine speed transmission (laughs) i don't know what gear i'm in most of the time well if you're just cruising along and not really you know feathering the gas you're probably in the the highest probably in the highest gear gear. Yeah. yeah so all right, Paul. Thank you so much for the call. I appreciate it. Okay, um, thanks for having me. Good well, luck you. with your renegade and enjoy it. Okay. All thanks. right. See you. We're going to take okay. a break. Give us a call, 610-374-8800 or 888-401-0459 to hear your car questions. We're back with more Idle Talk with Tom and Ashley from King's Auto Repair. And we're back. Uh, Idle Talk with Tom and Ashley talking about gas mileage. And uh, anyone is welcome to call in 610-374-8800 or 888-401-0459. Talking about gas mileage or anything that you would like to ask about your car. Weird noises, funny things, whatever. We'll talk about it. But right now, gas mileage. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm looking at Tom like, go. <laughs> so anyway, um, I, we were talking during break here, and I said, you know, one of the one of the things that uh, leads to poor fuel economy, too, is underinflated tires. Mm-hmm. But you, you don't see that quite as much anymore with the newer cars since they put the tire pressure monitors on them. That's right. But what you do see is when it gets cold, like it did over the last couple of days— all the tire pressure lights come on. Tire pressure lights, the TPMS, the little triangle, with the yellow triangle with an exclamation point in it. Or is it a circle? Tire. Oh, it's a little tire circle looking thing. Oh, it's a tire circle. Okay, yeah, sorry. Not, a, not a triangle. with an ex- okay. exclamation in it. I'm digging deep for that one. So, uh, but, you know, it's not uncommon when the, the weather gets colder for that light to pop on. Mm-hmm. So we had been filling a lot of tires today. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody's stopping by the shop going, hey, my tire light's on. Can you check the tires? So a, a quick, easy way to tell if you have a flat tire and you have a tire gauge is if you go around all your tires and they're all the same pressure mm-hmm. all the way around, but they're just low, you don't have a leak. Yep. It's just the cold weather mm-hmm. causing that tire to go down. Mm-hmm. So you just want to put a little air in it. Now, if if one's like a lot lower than the rest, you know, like four or five PSI lower, then you probably have something in that tire. Is it when the tire pressure light goes on, the TPMS light goes on, um, and it's because of the weather, how many pounds does that generally drop to that it'll notify you? Every manufacturer is different. You can't get, ever give me a straight answer, no, can you? No. no. Look, you gave me a straight answer. Good job, honey. That's right. Okay. I can, so, <laughs> but you can't you can't tell. Um, some cars have some neat features built in. Oh, yeah. They'll yeah. say like the right front tire. Yeah. Some will tell you which tire. Mm-hmm. Some will read all the tire pressures. Some just give you a light. Right. You know, they yeah. just have to tell you that the tire's low. So what we do, and or actually I, Danny, Danny filled one today. It was a little Nissan Versa. Mm-hmm. And as you get to the tire pressure, the horn actually beeps to tell you you reached the correct tire really? pressure. Yep. That's well, so isn't that fancy? Exactly. So <gasps> You don't when, even need a You don't a even need a gauge. Gauge. You, so you can go to the, you know, you Wawa. can stop by Wawa, mm-hmm. Sheets, wherever, and, and get your... Get your air chuck, and I'll the horn beeps what, when you reach the these pressure. These engineers so snart sometimes. I'll tell you what. But anyway, so uh, under inflated tires, 
also contribute to poor fuel economy. That's right. So, but that yeah, obviously, yeah, it doesn't happen as much because of all the TPMS lights. Uh, yeah, this not hybrid. as much anymore. Yeah, but that's definitely something that if you have an older vehicle, definitely keep an eye on um, the the inflation because, um, especially since it's an older vehicle, your mileage may be dropping per mile. Your gas mileage may be driving mm-hmm. per mile because of it's just an older old, older motor. Am I? Am I? Yep. Is that correct? Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do have a question for you, though. Uh-oh. Yeah, that's right. Um, The puns are going to be flying. No. Oh. No. Do you know where to look for your tire pressure? I know where to look for my tire oh. pressure. Not on the tire. It's on the inside of the door jam. So mm-hmm. if you open up the driver's door and look down in on the body of the car, not on the door, it'll give you the front and the rear um tire pressure inflate proper inflation and the tire size doesn't it yes yeah yes does it give the speed rating too on that it will oh okay yeah they give you all that information about the tires right there because back when they had the the in the early 2000s mm-hmm. if you remember back to the early 2000s they had uh, the firestone tire mm-hmm. recall, recall and you know on, on the ford such Ex- a big deal yeah and on the ford explorers they would blow out mm-hmm. and some of that was contributed to too low of a tire pressure in in the tires. So, and they that was a that was a court case though, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was. And okay, so that was, but it but it was found to be multiple there faults. Was multiple correct? reasons, okay. yeah. yeah, across tire manufacturer, across Ford Motor Company, right? Kind of across, you know, it was kind of a little bit everybody's fault, you know, why those were going bad. But one of the things that came out of that was the tire pressure monitoring system Mm -hmm. to be able to warn you when it goes low. Mm -hmm. So, you know, then you wouldn't have these people driving around with low tires Mm -hmm. and potentially dangerous. Exactly. And when a tire is low on air, it actually gets really hot. It does? Yeah, because there's... I don't even know these things. There's there's actually... Because the side of the tire is actually touching the ground. Oh, and it it creates the friction. It creates more friction. Okay. So it makes a tire hotter faster, and that's how they blow out. And it it ruins the... It's riding on the sides, which which aren't really made to, to... uh, kind of ride in that direction. I'm they're not say, made to flex like yeah, that. Yeah, they're not made to flex in that direction. Right. So when they flex that way, it causes the stuff to break mm. because they heat up and then they break. Okay. And that's where you get your, your blowouts from okay. on them. Okay. So that's kind of the background of where the tire pressure monitor came from. I knew that, but I still kind of <laughs> um, forgot because that's just a lot of info. It's a lot of stuff. Yeah. From year, gosh, that's coming up probably twenty years 20 ago. Years. Yeah, yeah. That, that yeah, <laughs> they had those problems. Wow. Yeah, and time flies. Yeah, and and you know from that they've really um, vehicle manufacturers have really um, just done a lot of changes to make tires all around better and um, you know it's just it's. A lot more reliable. Yeah, too. and we're getting into next week's topic, which yeah, we are going to talk yeah. about tires in next week's topic because it's near and dear to my heart. Oh, I, we need to we need to play that. Uh, we need to play the. I don't know. I got a uh, guy yeah. in the other line. <laughs> anyway, anyway. So you know, another way to increase your fuel economy is if you have a lot of stuff in your car. Yes, a lot of stuff. Yes, and you are always carrying around that extra weight. Mm-hmm. Then. That creates it. Cre- it makes it a lot harder for that 
vehicle mm -hmm. to move down the road because now you're trying to accelerate all this all heavy stuff. All the stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, you only want to really carry what you need. Mm -hmm. You know, you should really have like an emergency kit. Right. Have yourself an emergency kit. Have yourself, you know, a couple, a couple like waters and, mm -hmm. you know, some snacks and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. if something goes wrong, you know, you have that alongside the road. Blanket. Yeah, mm -hmm. blanket, that type of thing. But you don't want to be carrying all kinds of extra stuff. I don't need to carry time. an extra bag. My All my luggage. No. Just leave it at home. Just leave it at okay, home. Okay, it'll be yeah. all right. Okay, it'll cool. be okay. Okay. It'll just, be safe and secure. Just making sure. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. But yeah, um, carrying exit. I mean, and you know, we we forget to clean our cars out. I know I do. And um, you know, you reach under the seat and you have, you know, four bottles of water that. Yeah. And you don't that that does add up after a while. But you also want to make sure that you just keep your car relatively clean and free of debris um, because it just does add up. And, you know, if you took yeah. all the stuff out of your car and weighed it, it'd probably be kind of expensive, kind of yeah. expensive, kind of heavy. Yeah. So it does add, it does add up. I know I have way too much stuff in my you truck. You love to carry around tools yes. so and equipment and all sorts of good yes. stuff. So, um, yeah, yeah, there's usually way too much stuff. <laughs> I could get like another three miles to the gallon if I emptied all the all the extra stuff out of Most my truck. Likely. Yeah. Most likely. But no, it's... Um, yeah, just generally keeping your car free of yeah. stuff is good and, for you. And, you know, drag racers go and they actually take weight out of the car to go faster, too. That's right. That's right. Yeah. We <laughs> <laughs> so. I was going to make a pun there, but never mind. I'll, I'll uh, pass on that one. Anyway, so fuel extra, fuel mileage. Um, yeah. yeah, they. <laughs> you have in your notes here, drag racers go one-tenth faster every hundred pounds of weight they yep, lose. exactly. Yeah, that's why you see skinny people drag racing. Well, that's Ashley why... Force is a m super tiny. She's like yeah, five exactly. feet tall. Exactly. So, they're, they're tiny, and they, they, they're able to go faster. Go faster. Go a lot faster. That's right. Okay, we have to go to a break. 610-374-8800. Give us a call, and we'll take your car questions next. We're back with more Idle Talk with Tom and Ashley from King's Auto Repair. Welcome back, everybody, to Idle Talk. Um, we're talking about fuel economy today. And uh, and any other thing you want to talk about cars, you can give us a call here, 610-374-8800 or 1-888-401-0459. So before we jump back into the fuel economy, um, Zach... Uh, commented on my Facebook post. He said, does a Honda Civic count as a classic? Of course it does. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because they've been making those suckers since 1970. Actually. Four? One. Ooh, I don't know. I think 71 it's was the first year. It's been a long year. time. Yeah. It It'd has be been antiques. It... <laughs> Antique is only going back to the 90s. Yeah, I really? know. Yeah. 94. <laughs> a 1994 car you can get antique tags for now. Yeah. yeah you... 25 years or older. With it... Classics, 20. So that's 1999. You can get a classic car <gasps> plates. Party like it's 1999 on that's your... That's right. But what's the... What's the uh... <laughs> Noel's the, pun, the puns are really great today. <laughs> I'm so... I'm going to have to pull that song up now. Yeah. I'm gonna start singing it too. <laughs> anyway, um, but uh, so, but there isn't there um, the mileage and 
restrictions so, on those yeah, tags. So there, there's restrictions on them. So I know an antique, you can't, uh, I think you can only drive it after dark if you're going to or from a car shell. Yeah. And I, th- I don't remember what the, the restrictions are on a classic car. I didn't. I didn't think there was a whole lot of restrictions on a classic car. I think that yeah. was much more kind of um, loosey goosey, mm-hmm. but um, but I know that there's. Uh, what is it with the um, the inspections? So, in I believe an antique car, you don't need to get a uh, Pennsylvania State inspection on. Okay. If it's classified as an antique, so you but, just scrape that sucker off. Yeah, okay. you can take it off. Um, a lot of a lot of times though. Um, they monitor the state will monitor the mileage and i can't remember how many miles you can drive it but essentially once it's registered as an antique it doesn't need an inspection but you can only drive it x amount of miles per year and there's like other certain criteria you have to how meet do they monitor the mileage They'll ask you. It's a Big Brother's watching. That's right. Oh, they ask They're you when you do you the um when you do your registration. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And a lot of times too, you'll have uh, different insurance on it too. Right. So right. The yeah. Insurance company will want to know how far you're driving it mm-hmm. because the farther you drive it, you know, the higher your insurance is going to be. Right. And they have there's insurance just for classic cars mm-hmm. um, that are. They actually come out and and evaluate. If it's a super super nice one, they come out and evaluate it, don't they? Yeah, yeah. And you can actually get it at, at uh, insured at like its cash value to replace it. Oh, yeah. So you know, if yeah. you went to one of those auctions and bought one of those, you know, super, super dupers. Yeah, um, you know, like the Mustang that we were talking to. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it Irene? Last yeah, week? Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we were talking to her about hers. You know. If you were to purchase a car like that for say twenty five or thirty thousand dollars and mm-hmm. you got your regular insurance on it, your regular insurance is gonna be like, Oh, you know, that's worth two or three thousand dollars. Right. Yeah. So you have to go and actually get like specialty insurance and like classic and cla- antique. Yep. Insurance. And they'll come out and inspect it and make sure that yes, this car is worth mm-hmm. that money mm-hmm. before they insure it. Mm-hmm. So if yeah. something happens to it, you're able to take it and fix it yeah because regular i mean car insurance is car insurance so they look at a 1971 yeah dodge and dart and, and they say it's just a dart yeah, but then you say but Who it's one of them? my favorite exactly. and it's perfect you know so yeah so you definitely want to have different different insurance on that yeah so, so okay yeah anyway yeah progress so. to our next so we were talking about um we never really really answered the question uh, about the uh dropping fuel mileage um for our 2500 uh Ram 2500. So um is there a situation where um since it has 160,000 miles on this vehicle that <clears throat> excuse me that the uh it could be burning less efficiently because of I don't know carbon or that kind of thing? Yes, uh, uh yeah, it can. Um over time, um, what carbon is, it's like, well, so you'll end up getting like deposits inside the intake manifold. Okay. And, and those deposits are generally carbon. And what, what that'll be is like un, the unburned gases from inside the engine. So there's a, there's a valve and we talked to a gentleman last week with an escort that, uh, with a PCV valve. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, 
we we had talked about that PCV valve a little bit, and that valve actually recirculates those gases back into the intake manifold. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, when those gases go back in there, some little particles of dirt get through the air filter, some really, okay. really small ones. So that kind of oil mixture and fumes will actually mix with that dirt and cause deposits to happen inside the engine and they bake on. Okay. And it kind of dries out. So when it dries out, it'll like, uh, when you start driving again or you go to start the car, it'll actually take some fuel away from that to like kind of wet it again. It kind of becomes like a sponge. Okay. It becomes like a sponge. I thought you were going to say that it takes more fuel to to get the... To get it to start because no. of all the, the buildup. No, it actually, okay. the buildup actually will dry out. Okay. And it acts like a sponge and it pulls the gasoline out. Mm. And that's why the car just cranks and cranks and cranks and then finally starts. Because it's, it's because the fuel is being utilized in a different spot exactly. where it shouldn't be utilized versus where it is utilized, which is in the... In the cylinder. Thank you. <laughs> so, so in the, right. yep. So being utilized in the cylinder. So that'll cause like long cranking. Mm-hmm. It'll cause like, it'll actually decrease fuel, fuel mileage too. Mm-hmm. So um, there's some cleaners out there that can actually take that stuff out mm-hmm. and actually allow it to start better and easier by, and a lot of it's chemical stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, when it gets really bad, they actually do this thing called walnut blasting. Right. Mm-hmm. But that's usually like that's usually very involved. Takes a long time to do. So and you you don't want to get to that point. No. So that's like usually once they're to that point, they don't the cars don't run well anymore. It's like misfiring mm-hmm. and just running poorly in general yeah. and getting really bad gas mileage. Getting really bad gas mileage, yeah. running poorly. Mm-hmm. Um, usually really low on power too. Oh, like okay. You, like you go to drive it and it just doesn't lugs. it lugs it mm-hmm. doesn't want to go mm-hmm. so you know occasional cleaning of this and running these chemical cleaners through will actually clean this stuff out actually break it up and get it out okay and we, that's this is our plug this is we do this at king's auto yeah, repair yeah exactly uh, you know and we haven't mentioned our address or anything like that so let's do that real quick so king's auto repair 732 penn avenue west reading Directly across from Coon Funeral Home. Mm-hmm. Uh, our phone number six ten three seven six three eight nine two. Check us out on the webs, uh, King's Auto dot com or Facebook. At King's Auto Repair. Uh-huh. And at Idle Talk Radio. Idle Talk Radio. So um, that's where we are located. And we do these, um, the intake cleanings a lot. And I actually did, I had you guys do one on mm-hmm. my Fiesta. Exactly. And I love my little roller skate. And it goes fantastic now. But don't mm-hmm. tell anybody that I drive too fast. So it's good. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, so a couple of weeks ago, I actually filled Ashley's car up. And when I went to fill it up at the gas station, I, I, I got in it. It was cold. I started it up and I felt it like shaking and, and I thought, boy, this isn't, this isn't good. Pretty subtle, but yeah, really subtle. But I was like, it doesn't feel quite right. Mm -hmm. So I said, you know, we need to do one of these fuel system cleanings on your car. So we brought it down and we did the fuel system cleaning. And Mm -hmm. I think it, how many, they pick up like two miles per gallon. 
Um, I have not really paid that close attention to it because uh, I just know it accelerates was, really nicely now. Yeah. A lot better. Yeah. I was messing with the fuel economy. I think it picked up like two miles per gallon. Well, you loved, where when we're on a trip, you love to punch that back, like mm-hmm. the fuel economy to as we're how, driving. To show you how good I can get it. <laughs> because then I'll go back to like 50 miles. You're like, look, I'm getting 50 miles. That's right. No, you're not. Yeah. For that that mile, you're getting 50 miles to the gallon but that's right. yeah that's your favorite thing to do but any but the fuel system cleaner is yeah. actually really really great for your vehicle it keeps it nice and nice yeah. and squeaky clean in there and uh does improve your fuel fuel efficiency so you know you may spend yeah and even, there's a lot of shops around that'll that do the same thing mm-hmm. too because mm-hmm. these these newer cars their fuel systems are a lot different than the older ones, and it doesn't clean those deposits out as mm-hmm. well anymore. Mm-hmm. So that's where these things came about because you were starting to get these really weird driving problems. Like that dri- people, bad drivability. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And and they were like, what's going on? And you'd start opening up, the in- opening up these engines and looking at stuff, and you're like, Oh, it's all gummed up in here. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, well, I did the oil changes. Mm-hmm. What, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. You know, so these companies are like, they they started looking at different stuff that you could mix in to clean all this stuff out. What, um, ExxonMobil used to have something called Tecron. Is that kind mm-hmm. of what this is, but more of a more it's of like a concentrated a stronger version of that. Okay, yeah, yeah, because so, they said that their their motto was drive your engine clean. So mm-hmm. it's kind of the same concept, except we do it in like one big blast. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Exactly it. And then um, also with uh, changing your oil, but using the correct using the correct oil too. Mm-hmm. You know, also gets you better fuel economy because. If you're putting like a thicker oil in, that engine has to work harder mm-hmm. to move that oil around. So, as it's working harder to move that oil around, um, you know, it really has to. It really, it, it drags the engine down a little bit. You don't notice it, no, but it slows it down just a little bit mm-hmm. and causes that extra drag, which burns extra fuel. Yep. So. A lot of these newer cars, you see them going to a thinner and thinner oil. Very thin. Which also helps with the time it takes for the engine to heat up. Mm-hmm. Because the newer oil lubricates everything much easier than the older th- older cars that took the thicker oil. Just because it's so thin. Exactly. Yeah. It's able to get around to different places really easily. So you always want to use the right motor oil, you know, what the car calls for. That's a, right. A lot of the new cars call for a 0W20 oil. You're going to s- start seeing a 016, I think, is out already. Oh. And then there's a zero, zero 08 coming. No one so, knows what that means, but we'll talk about yeah, that at another we'll time. We'll talk about that another time. Well, we're going to take a really quick break. We'll be right back. We're back with more Idle Talk with Tom and Ashley from King's Auto Repair. And we're back. King, uh, sorry. Idle Talk with Ashley and Tom. Uh, if you want to give us a call, we only have a few minutes left. Uh, 610-374-8800. Uh, otherwise, we're talking about fuel mileage and uh, what's what we're going to talk about next week. Yeah. So, you know, to wrap up on a couple fuel mileage things, mm-hmm. um, what you want to do is you want to make sure your alignment's good on your car. 
yeah. you know, if your your tires are pointing two different directions, it makes them <laughs> Make really it work, hard to go. Really harder. <laughs> yeah, got to, cars got to work a lot harder to go down the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of places, um, a lot of these new alignment systems actually have like a quick check function on them. It's amazing. So you don't have to do like a whole alignment setup. So you know these shops can check them a lot quicker mm-hmm. than what they used to be able to. Mm-hmm. It used to be that it took forever to set one up and and kind of look at it. Yeah, but that was now, the old school was the way old with like mirrors way. and exactly. plums and all sorts. Yeah, yep. mm-hmm. all kinds of strings and everything mm-hmm. else. And and nowadays they have cameras that just shine and kind of look at everything. They and have they lasers. Will, yep, lasers okay. and and that and they will. Uh, and they kind of look at all that, and they can see if the alignment's out really quick. It's a it's a great great piece of equipment, and we have one. <laughs> we have so, one at the shop. So the other thing you want to do is make sure your car's up on like your other maintenance too, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because as the oil gets older, it gets thicker, mm-hmm. and being that it starts to get thicker, that's also harder to move through. And transfer case, front mm-hmm. diff, rear diff, all that yeah, stuff. Differentials mm-hmm. can you know, really lead to it. I changed the differential fluid in one of our vehicles the other day. And it actually drives a lot nicer now. Oh, yeah. It, good. It goes a lot easier down the road. So you want to make sure you don't want to ignore stuff like that, too. Yeah. Because, so you don't want to ignore stuff like that because little things like that can lead to some some issues. So well, how, uh, in terms of tran- uh, the transmission, uh, tra- changing that fluid, does that? Does that have and that will help uh, also okay. too? Okay, you know if you have some dirt built up inside the transmission, like in the actual piece that controls the way the fluid moves in there, it can actually delay the shifts and okay. cause some other problems. So too. it just revs a little higher than what it yeah. would normally. Yeah. yeah. So you know that cleaner fluid will will move through a lot easier. Okay. Yeah. So you know the other maintenance, you know you want to you want to stay after that. So. Yeah, all the maintenance. Yeah. All the good stuff. Yeah. So, okay. We have Richard on line one. All okay. right, let's hear All it. Right. Hello, Richard. Hi. Good evening. Hi. Hello. I, I just happened to turn on my radio and I heard you were talking about fuel efficiency. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And um, I was wondering. I had thought about. I have a van, an older van, but it's old. Uh, it's new enough that it will take flex fuel. Mm. Okay. My friends tell me that that's not really fuel efficient. That you should better just put regular fuel in because. When it comes down to dollars and cents, you're really not saving any money by putting in the, the cheaper fuel. That is true. Um, the flex fuel, it is a renewable resource, but it doesn't have as much energy in it. Um, they actually, guys love to use it in race cars because it almost simulates like an alcohol funny car type of thing. And it burns really fast. So when you're driving, when you go and you fill up with the flex fuel, you're actually going to get less miles per gallon with it. That's generally why it's a little cheaper. Does it balance out in the long run, or is it a little bit cheaper when you look at miles per gallon? Well, I'm not sure what it would get. I'd, I would drive it with a tank in there, or probably two tanks, yeah. and see what it actually got for fuel mileage with that with the uh, flex fuel mm-hmm. and compare it to that and actually do the math on it to uh to figure out you know which is the more efficient way to do it 
Yeah, that's really the only way you're going to be able, especially on an older vehicle. Just yeah, just have to test it and test it out. Yeah, but is that is that that fuel a higher octane? No, or is it lower. Okay, no, it's it's about the same octane. Okay, it's just they put that they put the ethanol in it to. Uh, as a renewable resource. I see. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I see. I see. So. Okay. Well, thank you very much for the call. Good question, luck with that's Richard. a very excellent question. Thank you so much. Thank you. Sure. So uh, we're just gonna coming up on our last minute here. We're gonna wrap it up. We're gonna uh, next week. We're going to discuss tires. Tires. Yes. Yeah. Tires are like so so very important because yep. it's the only thing that's touching the road that's on right. your vehicle. So we'll talk about tires and. Um, of course, take all of your questions. We can't wait to hear from everybody. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, if you have any other questions while uh, when we're not on the air, call us at the shop, 610-376-3892, King's Auto Repair, 732 Penn Avenue. Our uh, phone number, our, our uh, web address. KingsAutoRepairInc.com. And our Facebook. King's Auto Repair and Idle Idol- Talk. <laughs> and, and you can also email us at idletalk830 at gmail.com if you have any questions in the meantime but we have enjoyed having you and uh, we look forward to next week and have a wonderful wonderful week thank you thank you